Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey, pilot, you're cleared to enter the box. Smoke on. Hey guys, welcome to episode number 27 of Fly Cool Shit. And if you're just joining us, welcome to the podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about flying cool shit. What's up, Jeffy P? Not much, dude. Just playing around microphones. Fucking playing around. Just mic drama today. I feel like somebody is sabotaging us because we're doing so well. I have a feeling I know who it is, but we can't say on the podcast. No, we can't. It, it, it's it's somebody that about it though. <laughs> that is definitely true. We could definitely meme about it. Um, what's what's going on, dude? Not much. We should talk it. We should we should talk about that. Maybe. Oh well, dude. We we have we have we yeah we have some stuff to get into. Um, I think we need to like, I think we need to give some advice to people that take memes. The wrong way. Not the wrong way, but that take memes seriously. Too seriously? Is that the right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's my thought. If somebody says something about me and I don't like it, or say they meme and they like, like I've gotten poked fun, like, you know, you've dished it out, massage has dished it out. And like, first of all, I think if you pick on somebody... You know, if it's not like calling them out really bad, then, but most likely that's just what friends, guy friends do for the most part. Yeah. And if the more you, this is, this is the important part. So pay attention. The more you show that you get upset and fight back, the worse it's going to get. Correct. The more you're going to get memed. Oh my God. Cause that's like just putting blood in the water. That yeah. Is no, it's, there, you've chummed, you yeah, you've chummed the water and the great whites, you know, they they sense it and it's it's game on. So as soon as you start, as soon as you say that the other person's a jerk or a dick, um, that's just uh, gallons of gasoline right there. The best thing I think the best course of action you could do, the second best thing you could do is just not say anything, and then eventually yes. it goes away. Correct. The best thing you can do is poke fun at yourself like, with them, because then. <laughs> It's like, that's the fire extinguisher. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, if I say like, you know, like, um, massage is a perfect example. I didn't realize he did this until now. So we were making fun of him with the massage chair, right? Yeah. He said nothing. No. And it's been a week and it's, he, it's, dead. he almost didn't even address it. I mean, like he, he like laughed a couple of times and made some comments, but like really for the most part, didn't even address it. Right. And it's gotten, and if you and I keep pursuing it. Then we're the dicks. Then we turn into dicks. Yeah. So he this this is like a, a this is kind of like a euphemism for like school bullying, right? If you yeah, if, totally. you know. <laughs> totally. So all of you out there, and I feel like the memes that, at least, for the most part, um, I would say ninety nine percent of them out there really aren't. They can go a lot worse. Number one and number two, yes. like. It's really all in good fun. And if you really don't yes. like it, you can, you, the worst thing you could do is fight back. Correct. Um, and if you don't like it, 
you know, maybe having a nicer conversation with said person can be better. I don't know. But can we give any more? Can we give any more context as to what what you're referencing? Okay, so we're talking about the. (laughs) I can't even say it without laughing. (laughs) (laughs) We're. I can't believe it's gotten to the point where it's boiling water. We're talking about the IAC chart that got released where it and okay, yeah, you like it came from a good place. There's no doubt. It was certainly with the best intentions. So for those who don't know. The IEC put out uh, what it's a, so today we're recording this podcast Thursday the eighteenth. I think this was put out. Was this put out Monday or Tuesday? Um, I forget. It's just been a whirlwind. Since. It, it, it's been it's been a blur <laughs> ever since. So they essentially put out this chart, giving you know, and I think the idea would be there or the premise behind the chart was like, hey, I don't know anything about the IEC, but I own an airplane. What can I do with my airplane? I, I, that's kind of yeah. how I read the chart, right? Even though. Uh, if you know, if you have an MX2, I think you kind of know what the MX2 can do. So it's, it's a, there is in some ways that is a funny premise even to begin with. Um, but tell everybody, I mean, most everybody has known this cause we saw this and just went bananas over it. Um, but explain why this got so much attention. <laughs> and by the way, before you explain it, before you explain it, this got more attention released the way it was than it would have if it had been normal i just want to i just want to put that out there beforehand let's just throw it into context it got more attention than rob holland winning the eric mueller trophy how a hundred percent true uh that's a hundred percent true and hilarious fucked up it is shout out to shout out to i i feel like i have a duty almost on this show or just with people i talk to in general that that like aviation and airbags just to tell them that that Rob won that trophy because to me that is if I could ever achieve that which I can't even imagine it's, it's so hard to get to that point in winning that trophy like the guy deserves um so oh he hundred percent hundred percent deserves so sh- it but yeah shout out to Bobby Holly for Mo- for the Eric Mueller trophy Bobby Holly anyway so yeah so, so many <laughs> more people know about this chart even in the aerobatic world more people know about this chart than know about the Eric Mueller trophy. Yeah, so we got to change that. That's yeah, that's not good. But anyway, yeah. so they released this chart, and I see it, and I start looking through it, and right away, I'm just like, "What? What? I don't. I don't even understand what this is really, and how this is gonna, you know, spike interest or appeal." But I start reading it, and then I go right to Sukhoi because I'm a Sukhoi whore. And it says that the Sukhoi isn't an unlimited airplane. So I'm like, uh oh. The SU twenty six is is not capable of unlimited. Yeah. I not yeah, capable. the the first thing I went to was the extra. I'm like, oh, I'm just kind of curious what, what extras they put on the chart and you know, whatever. Yeah. And the extra three hundred is a no for unlimited. So it's funny. So right away I didn't think I didn't think first, so I'm like, I wasn't like, oh, somebody made a big boo-boo. At first I was a little not mad. I was like aggravated because I'm like Bullshit, like these guys think it's a 30-year-old airplane and it can't do unlimited. They don't know what they're talking about. But obviously, yeah. we all know that this was a major... Not a major well, we say, it's not a big deal, but it's just like an oversight. It was a total oversight. So, well, so our two references, right? You looking up Sukhoi, me looking up Extra and seeing that. One could, could surmise a couple things like, oh, okay, you know, like 
my first inclination was like they're obviously shaping which planes they want to see in unlimited. They don't want to see a mid wing extra in unlimited. Fine. They don't want to see an SU-26 in unlimited. Fine. Which is crazy to me. Um, the extra even the extra 300, I would I would grant a little more um, levity to that idea that it shouldn't be an unlimited than an SU-26. Would you agree with that? Like, I think the SU-26 is absolutely still fully capable of unlimited. But I, I also Mr. Fantoba flies one. Yeah, it's so crazy. I also and he think he won the European European Unlimited Championship in one not a few a few years back, like two yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I also think the you know and well we're gonna get more into the context, but I also think the midwing the midwing three hundred can fly unlimited. Like, there's no make no mistake, it can fly it. I, yeah. There's no reference to it being flown well. So seeing these two references or these two instances, I'm like, okay. Maybe they're shaping what they want to see. And then I see the RV. <laughs> and that the RV is a yes. The Vans RV is a yes for unlimited. Then my mind goes, holy shit. Somebody who has no idea about aerobatics made this list or a proofread this list or released this list. And then, I mean, it went from it went. It was bedlam from there. I mean, there's so many hilarious errors in this this chart oh um, the meme game everybody including ourselves you know it was to me all right so they released this thing it's almost like they planned because it got so much attention and everybody talking and everybody was laughing i don't think there was one comment that people legitimately thought that the isc was a was a was being jerks or everybody was just poking fun and and to me it was i would have kind of turned it as a great thing that they did. I mean, look at the amount of attention that that got. Honestly, if this was done April Fools and they made it a little more comical, like they made, you know, they did a few things a little more egregious in there. Comical enough. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I did too, but so I did too, but I guess uh to where it would be um to where it would transcend the IAC ranks, meaning like somebody that is just an AOPA member that owns a Cherokee 6 would see that and laugh. Right. Because maybe yeah. they don't know these airplanes, but if they like if they made it a little more comical on April Fool's like this would have really gone viral in, in the aviation. I mean, it already kind of did. But um, yeah, you're yeah, you're totally right. I mean, you know, the ice, you know, whoever put the list out, there's egg on the face like it is what it is. You know what happens? Um, right. But it's it's a pretty but hilarious really list. Think of a deal to get mad. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's it's absolutely not something where somebody. Listen, okay, uh, here, I'll say this. I'll go on record saying this. It, for the people that released it or were in custody of it or made it, um, if they're mad at the reaction to this, that is your fault. You're, you're mad because you're embarrassed that you released it or that it was released. Just yeah, it, just own it. Fucking it's all good. Because um, it's really it, not that big of a deal. If anybody, it's not that big of a deal. And I'll tell you this too. And I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll tell you what. So I'll tell you what, boy. Um, boy. Yeah, if somebody, if somebody went on that, if so, they posted the picture, and we all had a, a great time, you know, poking fun, and we poke fun because we love the organization. But if somebody went on there and was like, you know what, and was serious about saying this, and they're like, the IAC is piece of garbage, and they're a bunch of idiots. Me, you, everybody that that likes to have a good time online would have defended the IC tooth and One, nail and been like, 100%. Shut, shut, like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, all these people work really hard. Like, 
give me a break. We're obviously just rising up because we we ninety nine percent of the people we like in this organization. One hundred percent. Yeah. So I think a lot of shit online, and that's why I wanted to talk about it when we first you know got on the show today. Is like, listen, you can't if you really don't like the memes, you got to have a nice sidebar or just just let it blow over because as soon as you start poking, you're gonna get people like you and I usually don't poke back like if but like there's people that like live off of that shit like massage will fucking destroy you if you poke back at him yes the guy is a fucking god at that <laughs> it's incredible. absolutely so like you just gotta like chill and um i thought i really thought it was a lot i had a lot of fun with it i lay you know i think i don't think anybody really drew the line too far i thought it was funny there was some guy who made a video where about the four minute free and, and Rob Holland was in it and they were saying that he can't fly it. And, and <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> right? Like that's great. That's freaking great. Cause it's so, it's so ridiculous that it yeah. happened that you have to laugh at it. And you know, I think some of the older generation or people that are kind of stuck that think, uh, the IAC maybe 30 years ago, that, that type of mentality, they got to just, you know, roll you got to let it roll off the ducks. Yeah. You got to let it roll off the ducks back a little bit. And here's, you know, here, or just it, not go on Facebook. Here's the, th- there's a solution. Yeah. Well, and here's my, can I, can I tell you my, my core issue at hand here? We've, we've talked know, about, you can tell me, tell, tell the world, <laughs> tell the world. I'll tell our three listeners. So we've, you know, the IC isn't perfect. We know it. You know, the the new administration, uh, the 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 changing of the guard, um, they know it. There's obviously a membership problem. There's an there's a uh, an interest problem. There is an um, uh, whatchamacallit. Um, and I can't I can't think of the word right now, but membership. Yeah, there's a membership. Yeah, but um, but also like retaining. There's a retaining problem, right? Like we're losing members. We're not gaining new ones. And it's it's hard to gain, to gain interest. Right. Um, and there's, there's a multitude of reasons for it. Everybody has an opinion on it. I have an opinion on it. It's just an, you have an opinion on it. They're just opinions. They're not facts. I mean, it's just what we see and how we view it. Um, but one of those things that I will say is, you know, the, the, the gener the, either the age or the outlook of the people that are in control, you know, maybe don't have that, that kind of startup mentality or, or mindset that can appeal to a younger crowd to get the younger people interested. And so you have this kind of cyclical thing where, you know, it, it's, it, it appeals to an older generation. Those older generations leave. You're not gaining new ones. You're only, you're making young pilots. You're not making old pilots, right? By and large. Um, and what I'll say is that the two really glaring things that are, you know, just a glaring thing that I saw throughout all this. Cause the memes were amazing. I jumped on the bandwagon for two solid days and just, the memes were funny as hell. It was all funny as hell. Especially um, during COVID, like what else are you gonna do? Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, what I'll say though is there were a couple serious comments, and one was, uh, you know, I guess I'll keep the names out of it. Although people who read it and saw it will see who it was. But I made a comment about how crazy it is that the 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 midwing extra three hundred is a no for unlimited, and and I'm not saying that I can fly unlimited in it, and I'm not saying it could do it well. But to say it's not like, so what is this list, right? What's the, the, the criteria of this list? Is it airplanes that are capable of doing it per the POH, per the manufacturer, per G limitations, per whatever it is? Is that the list or is it a list of, Hey, you can do this, um, 
well enough to be in the category, meaning like, okay, maybe a midwing wouldn't be that competitive or able to do unlimited. So we're going to put no where I saw these, these two disconnect was, um, when I had made the comment about how crazy it is that a midwing extra was uh, a no for unlimited. I got a comment from somebody who's very, 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 very high ranking in the IAC world saying, well, well, you know, have you flown unlimited in the midwing, but you know, or just, you know, are you just talking? And it's like, you know, okay, fine. Um, by the way, that person hasn't flown a midwing unlimited either. I want to go on record saying, but that wasn't my point. My point was, it wasn't to say that, uh, I'm missing out on, out on unlimited. It's just that that is a ridiculous criteria and you know gone on to say that well it can't it can't do it you know it's got small ailerons whatever so the hell that means why this this chart's a problem so judge just from the chart itself and obviously there's lower categories in it the chart was made it seems to which airplane is capable of actually winning at a national or a world level in per category right and the problem with that is how many does that apply to? How many people does that really apply to? Two dozen. Kind of right. Two dozen. Right. I mean, yeah. 30 people to be generous. Like, is that kind of a weird? I think two dozen is being generous. Yeah. Um, so the problem with that is you're turning off your your base from showing up at a competition. And, and I get. Yes, there are not a lot of unlimited pilots out there. So let's let's forget about the unlimited category. So let focus on what airplanes are capable of flying, you know, intermediate, advanced. Right. So now when you start saying that certain airplanes can't fly an advanced category, now you're stopping progression. You're yeah. stopping people from showing up at regionals. Your regional numbers are going to go down. And nobody likes being told no, especially, you know, the good old saying, like, we're not getting paid for this shit. So, like, when you create you know, a socialist type environment where you're telling people what they can and can't fly in what category. Um, that's for the local contests and the CDs and, and the safety committees to do at that contest. If somebody shows up in an RV and wants to fly unlimited, obviously the guy's a fucking moron and that's never going to happen. It's not, it just won't happen. Yeah. Let me give a better example. That was a really bad example. If some guy shows up, well, it's, it's so hard to even cut. If somebody, it's just, it's never happened. And I was well, going to say, I was literally, hold on one second. I was literally going to say, if somebody showed up in a Pits S2A and went to go fly Unlimited, but that's happened. The guy was Gunther Icorn, flew an S2A in Unlimited, and he made it through it. And he had a lot of fun. And that's what this is all about, right? Outside of Nationals, well, outside of 50%, because I think 50% of people that go to Nationals want to go, and it's a very competitive arena, and they train, and... And I think a 50% of the, the attendees at Nationals um, do want to do well, but they go for the camaraderie and the good time and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So why are we getting rid of that fun aspect of the sport? I agree. No, and, you know, thinking thinking along the lines of, uh, you know, somebody showing up to a category that they're not, that their airplane wouldn't, you know, who ha who has an airplane on that list that would show up to a high level category like Advanced or Unlimited, even Intermediate for that matter, and, and, and the it's, contest it's almost like a slap in the face to people that it's almost like a slap in the face to people that compete unlimited with the airplanes that legit me like pits uh, pits s1s was not on the list for unlimited category and uh, you know everybody who knows what i'm talking about will know so i'm not yes using names but the airplane's capable and it's one. yes so now yes. what i'm what i'm getting at is that basically you're taking away pride from this person guy or girl winning a trophy and you're basically saying well you know what the airplane's whatever it's not good enough to find limited and it's like well fuck you man 
Like, that's fucked up. Like, don't tell me, like, that my airplane's not good enough. Well, and conversely... It's basically saying... Well, and can you... telling per- people that your airplane's not good enough to fly. Well, and can you... Ma- so, I- I'm going to peel it back even farther. Like, so, this chart... Okay, so it's telling you what... It, you know, what's... What's the capability of your airplane based on, you know, the current... Um, you know, criteria in which to make an, uh, a sequence and a category, I guess, you know, right. Um, who is showing up to a contest? Let me ask you this. Cause this is not, of course this would not happen. This is, this is, this would never happen, but who is showing up to the contest and finding out at that point that they can't do unlimited in their airplane or they can't do advanced in their airplane. That's just, it's not, it's almost create. It's almost like answering a, uh, a. It's answering a question that was never asked or is, doesn't exist. Like nobody is is going to show up. Yeah, the most dangerous category, in my opinion, is. Um, it really depends on who you got to get it, but for the most part, um, I worry about people with intermediate mm-hmm. because it's the first time they fly an unknown, and that's that's tough to do. It's tough to mm-hmm. fly a sequence cold turkey without practicing it. It's really tough because altitude energy management and you know obviously if you got an sc and you can pull vertical and you know climb up to the moon and get altitude that's not the issue i'm talking about the guy who's flying for the first time an intermediate in like an s2a or something that just you know you got to really work for the energy and it's a really hard category to do in an underpowered airplane yeah 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 um and i i i think you know, I guess, you know, if the chart got it right, it'd be a really cool chart to illustrate just the cap- general capabilities of different airplanes. Um, obviously, the chart got it glaringly wrong uh, in a lot of ways. But I, I, yeah, I don't see I don't see you referencing a chart to see if your airplane can do unlimited or not. You know what you know, whether the airplane could do or limited unlimited or not. You're just not at that level. Are you going to be referencing a chart? I wonder who made the chart. I wish they like, and it's not to like be like, ha ha. It's just like, I wonder who made it. I have an idea. Um, I won't say it because it doesn't matter, but, um, did one person make it or was it a group? Um, I honestly, I swear over my kids. I don't know who made it. I, you know, I, I just, I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure, but you know, the person that, that kind of made the, the comment about the, you know, the extra 300, not, you know, having small ailerons and not being able to do unlimited also made the comment about how the 150 Aerobat isn't approved to do hammerheads. And so that's when I asked the question, I'm like, and this was the same person that made both of these comments on two different posts regarding this chart. And my question was then, okay, well, is this, is this a, a, um, a chart made based on POH limitations or the IAC's guesstimation on aircraft capability and energy and uh, whatever it is, you know, not not made up, but, um, you know, IAC determined criteria. Or is it a structural um, or, or structured limitation like a like a, you know, this airplane isn't approved for spins. Well, if it's not approved for spins, then, OK, you can't do X, Y and Z. Obviously, if it's not approved for a hammerhead, you can't do sportsman and above or whatever it is. But it seemed to be kind of picking and choosing. Which again falls into the category of showing up to a guy. Like, you're not going to stop some idiot at his local base from being an idiot and doing something dangerous. No. But at a contest, that's isn't that why we have tech inspections? Yes. Isn't that why 
we have all these rules set in place to do a safety check. And, and, um, and these guys are not showing up. The contest is not where somebody is going to be like, what do you mean I can't fly advanced in my RV4? What do you mean? That's not yeah. that's not where it happens. It just it just would never if, if that happened, it would be a, it would be like satirical. It'd be it'd be a joke. Somebody would be doing this to like to, to fuck with somebody. It would just never happen. Um, yeah. Now, that may happen at the um, your chapter meeting. You know, um, I'm sure that's happened at a chapter meeting. Like, what do you mean I can't fly intermediate in my, you know, whatever, my Cherokee 140? You know, I'm sure that's happened. But the contest is not where somebody's going to find out that their airplane is limited to advance instead of unlimited um, be because honest, of whatever. I almost, and I'm a, honestly like this is this is all getting good and dandy to talk about. But, um, you know, just playing Monday morning quarterback here. Um, yeah, I would rather instead of the organization putting its time and resources into developing a chart to keep us updated on on what the actual situation is with covid and contests happening this year or what rules are going to be in place at contests if covid happens what's going on with nationals obviously they're saying it's going to happen but what what's the deadline to know you know what's going to happen if you know, the social distancing and, and everything with this stupid virus, you know, yeah. that's the kind of information that I'd like to know. Um, and honestly, well, it's certainly more relevant to what's going on, you know, like there, yeah, which, um, I haven't seen any communication on really. There hasn't been a lot of talk yeah. about like, you know, kind of the, the heartbeat, you know, the pulse of like, what's going on, what's going on Nat? what's going on locally, what's going on nationally and what's going on internationally as far as you know, how, and, and to have people make plans accordingly. Like I can only imagine you're, you're probably just like, what am I, I don't want to practice. I don't want to put the money in if I'm not going. So are we going like, well, what's it's, it's that. And it's, yeah. I mean, it's partially that because you know, it's a lot of money. Yeah. So it's a lot of money, which everybody knows that the compete at a world level, we know that. And you know, if, if, that's not happening then i want to put those resources you know into different types of training or airplane upgrades or you know so on and so forth so yeah you know i think establishing and you know the iec i don't want to i hate i don't want to sound like i'm against it because i'm really not i really want the organization to do well yeah um but there's a tremendous lifeline through this facebook group and yes to, to keep people updated because obviously yeah. their social media it's really not doing the greatest um and you could tell by the feedback that they get on the website it's very very little um but they have a great outreach to airbag pilots and you know updating us and getting us excited about contests and you know things that are that are happening uh would be great and you know to to, to be honest um i what's really going you know nothing's really happened in the past year right Aside from like the local, uh, random local contest, nothing. Well, yeah, let me rephrase that. Nothing's really been, been communicated. The members have, yeah, nothing, none of the member members, what are you going to call us? You know, nothing's really been, um, communicated no. on what's going on. No. You know, and you know, when obviously everybody's working from home, um, people have a lot more time, um, there's also the internet's readily accessible. So people are wanting to know. And, you know, that's, that's, uh, 
that'd be nice to to hear about, you know, and and update us. I'm so coming from um, the Navy background, and then you know, um, airline flying is not so much, but like especially like when I was flying for a small flight department, flying private jets, you know, having these like. I mean, this is especially in the Navy working on F-18 Hornets, you know, uh, having these like almost hourly and then especially daily or at least shift turnover, um, weekly and monthly meetings of like, hey, here's the status of this. Here's what's going on with this. This is what we're working towards here. So we'll, let's revisit this in a month. Uh, we'll revisit this in a week. Uh, we'll revisit, you know, this thing over here in three days. And and you kind of had this rolling organic you know, morphine, um, kind of constant chain of communication. And, um, that I'm, I'm somebody who always really thrives on, on communication. You know, I, if it were me, like what I, what, what would I want out of the IAC? If, um, even as a, as a member right now who doesn't even compete, um, what I want, I want to know what the status is. Tell me what the pulse is, uh, in the country right now, you know, um, we should have at least a monthly email update on the status of national competitions, what the status is of uh, international competition. You know, what what is going on in Europe? What's going on in, in these other countries as far as uh, planning? Um, you know, the, obviously they're on the local level planning, but like, you know, um, it, it'd be interesting just to hear what they're doing. And then obviously how those two link is, you know, things like AWAC and WAC. You know, I'll tell you what, and if you're cool with this, which you probably are, we'll offer a 15 minute slot once a month on the show for anybody from the IAC that's approved from whatever, you know, you got to get approval from the president or whatever the heck to come on and you can update through our show. Dude, if they want to give, I'll give, I'll give the IAC 15 minutes a week. If you guys want to email me or, or Jeff the notes are talking like here's what's going on here's what contests are canceled here's what contests are confirmed here's what we're working for, for towards nationals here's what we're working for towards awac here's WAC. uh here's what's going on with team selections here's what's going on with rule changes i'm dude i i'm i'm all about it i'll we can we can broadcast it here somebody can come on and talk about it if they want we can post it on airbag pilots like absolutely yeah. i'm i'm huge dude. my biggest my biggest pet peeve, um, and I think it's kind of the mark of a good organization or not, is communication. It, you know, if you do, if you're part of an organization that doesn't communicate, it's really um, one. It's lonely, and I think that's a big it's, complaint about. It, it divides to, the absolutely. Well, because because what do people do? They fucking talk. So like we have our group and speculation. A hundred percent. You know, we talk and speculate as to why what's going on. You know, everybody kind of has their, especially this chart's a good example. You know, we're all like, I wonder who made it. Oh, maybe this person made it. Oh, who, who released this? I wonder what's going on. I bet heads are rolling. You know, it's like, we're, you know, we don't know. And obviously they release again, all in good fun. Uh, they got egg on their face. They took it down. They released a press statement saying, Hey, we, we screwed up. We'll fix it and re-release it. All, all good. Yeah. We're all, we're just having fun. But with this stuff, you know, um, you know, bigger issue stuff, it would be really nice to know. Um, it would be really nice to kind of see stuff before it gets released publicly. Uh, or, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. uh, before it, um, it'd, it'd be nice to see stuff, um, that gets released publicly. Um, yeah. and not, not just kind of kept in. Cause yeah, you kind of find out stuff after it happens and yeah, it, that can't, that's not good. It, it needs to be, there needs to be really good communication. 
you know, I, and I was uh, back to back to getting less serious. So that, so the thing gets released, and then it was like a day or something like that, or twelve hours, and I realized that the uh, Gen Pro wasn't on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I thought the magnificent Gen Pro. Yeah, I thought that would have turned into something really funny. <laughs> <laughs> but again it goes to show you if adrian doesn't take the bait from from massage there's no it doesn't go anywhere yeah yeah meme less meme lesson number 23 <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i know yeah not seeing the gen pro on there um the ng wasn't on there um yeah, yeah. i wish the isc would reach out more to the younger generation and ask for help not necessarily ask for help but, you know, be that that bridge to that younger de- demographic and see see what they want. It's really hard with these millennials and 20, whatever that generation is called. It's hard to know what they want. I mean, I work with a lot of them at the, at the coffee shops and stuff, and they're really good kids, and they work their butt off. But, you know, it's like, it's hard. It's really hard to gauge, you know, how to market to them. Because everything is like, you know, they're not, what do you call that, uh, materialistic. So right. it's hard to, to be like, hey, like, you know, you can sit in this aerobatic plane and, and take pictures upside down. And they're like, you're in the environment with your fossil fuels. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, it's hard to, to figure out what they want. I mean, I'd be willing to, to, to do a focus group with some of them. But, you know, like. You know, you're a young guy. That guy, that guy Josh from Inverted Aviation, that's a guy that that should really be a part of the uh, IAC. Um, I like the way he markets himself. I like yeah. his, his clothing and stuff, even though he hasn't given me shit. Um, Ooh, Joshy, you hear that? Yes. Yeah, I don't want it. Now. You know how I am. If I say it, then that means I don't want it. Yeah, yeah. It's dead it's to you. Yeah, no, I, dude, I agree. Like, uh, I think there's a lot of people that can like you know, um, breathe the fresh air into like the, the, the way the IAC looks to people doesn't have to necessarily be like the internal stuff. It doesn't, I'm not saying put a bunch of like 22 year olds, like as like, you know, kick Jim Burke out and put a 22 year old, uh, as president or anything, but like, no, there, there really needs to, to be, see what they want. Talk to them. All you gotta do is talk to them. Well, honestly, they don't, I think bridging that gap is like a big part of the problem. I mean, like, hell, I'm 38. I don't know what a 22 year old wants. I can barely talk to a 22 year old. You know what the hell are we talking they about? Us. We're talking. They talk. They say words like lit and hundred p, hundred percent. Hundred p. But you know what it is like. There's people uh, like you, and this is a perfect. So I'm gonna give you. This is this is gold right here. So this is why people that don't compete like yourself are really valuable to the organization. I'm going to give you a great example. Okay. So the, I'm sure that if you got a phone call from the IAC tomorrow and you and they were like, hey, you know, this is so-and-so from the IAC. We really like the way you're, you're, you're promoting yourself on social media. We see you got an extra 300 mid-wing. Um, would you be willing to donate an aerobatic ride to, you know, a college kid? Yeah. What would you say? Yeah, I would. You'd be like, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. You know, and it would help the sport. So that's why all these these motherfuckers out there that get mad at people that fly aerobatics but don't compete, quote unquote, are idiots. Because that is there's such a good cluster of people that outweigh people that compete that fly aerobatics that could help grow the organization. It's not only about competing, and that's the problem. We're focusing so much on contest attendance and 
it's too expensive to get that much interest. It's that's that's a fact. Sorry, it's yeah. never going to happen. But if you can grow the sport to a point where enough people get interested, where they start clubs and they can partner with themselves to to afford these things, then it can grow. But just yeah. to start leaning on people to start spending a hundred G's and then X amount of dollars throughout the year, say it's going to uh, annual insurance fuel practice is going to be at least 10, 15 grand annually. So it's just, it's not realistic. Can it happen? Me, I doubt it. It's not realistic, but lean on a demographic that's younger, get their college to, you know, like Embry-Riddle, you know, they have the uh, decathlon, UND's got a decathlon, like it's possible. These things are really possible. We just, you know, people got to help and you can't be afraid to ask for help. Well, so in that right there, uh, you know, is that's a great, that's a great kind of illustration of, of the, you know, the IEC and its problems, right? Like you're right. I mean, focusing merely on competition is kind of a singular one dimensional focus. I mean, there, there has to be some sort of expansion, whether it's in, even in just in mindset of, more outreach, you know, how, how do you capture people for, for, you know, flying aerobatics, you know, how do you make, how do you make the IC more engaging to people that don't want to compete? And that's okay. It's, I promise you people out there listening that are like afraid to be an IAC member because they don't compete. I promise you it's okay to not compete. <laughs> I get yeah. a lot of shit for not competing, but, um, it has to change that honestly is I, and I get pissed at it and I, obviously I compete, but that is the biggest problem is that like, on, since social media, so Facebook really is where the big platform is that people communicate through. Yeah. And the biggest problem that has been established and it's there is that there is this uh, wall up that is that, sorry, not wall. There's this um, feeling or whatever you want to call it, that people that don't compete don't get an opinion. And that's fucking bullshit. And I don't know if somebody with like, maybe you need a Bobby Holly or Jim Burke to get on social media, you know, fucking go on aerobatic. Obviously it's not the IAC's group, but it's free. And you go on and just be like, Hey, all you people that don't compete, fucking all the power to you. Like you don't have to go to a competition to compete, but post your shit and like get out there, ask questions and like practice and like have fun. Yeah. It can't be like, you got to go to a competition so you can have some, what do you call that? You need to have some clout. Or you need to prove yourself before you can give an opinion. And to be honest with you, give an opinion. I don't care. I don't need to take your fucking opinion, whether it's right or wrong. But fucking, you know what? Put yourself out there and and, and do it. Yeah. You know. That's yeah, the thing and I, like, I also think you know things like like IAC sponsored fly-ins. You know, like EA does fly-ins and pancake breakfast and all this other stuff. How how fun would it be if you owned? If you just liked aerobatics and, and wanted to see aerobatic planes, like how how cool would it be to have a you know kind of a fly-in breakfast or you know, um, a luncheon somewhere like we're, you know, grilling hamburgers and kind of shooting the shit and hangar flying people fly their, you know, cool airplanes in. Like I, I love that. I'm a total airplane geek, dude. Come, come fly your, uh, um, you know, come fly your RV six in RV seven. Who gives a shit? You fucking do loops and rolls, dude. Bring that shit. You know, you got Satabria super decathlon, bring that shit. Extra yeah. pits, bring that shit. Like it's fun to kind of walk the line and, and talk to people and, and, and everybody has a different, you know, I, I love talking to people that are just getting into aerobatics and I love talking to the top people in the world. You know, it's, it's just kind of fun to do that. And it's I mean, super where engaging. Else, where else can you go? What other organization, not organization, what other sport, forget the IC for a second, because this isn't the IC. Like yeah. Aerobatics in general, like you can, let's think of like a non-aerobatic competitor. So like, um, 
take like Dale Snodgrass, right? Guy okay. flew air shows, flew a ton of cool shit. Yeah. You can literally through Facebook or wherever, through seven degrees of separation, manage to get a message to that guy. Yes. Like, where else can you do that? Like you, any other pro athlete, cause you know, he's a, he's a, I would consider him a professional. Yeah. Um, oh, hundred percent. Uh, you know, and like, there's no way I'm going to be able to get through to LeBron James, even though I don't like him, you know, but like you can, like, if you have an idol in aviation, you can actually, you, you can get a response almost. And that's, that's amazing. If you, if that's what you want, you know, I mean, for, for Christ's sake, you know, when I got to talk to Goody for the first time, you know, the guy's been like an idol to me. It was like freaking, I was practically in tears. Yeah. You know, so like I know. people can't be afraid. You got to, you know, you got to put yourself out there and you don't have to compete. You don't have to just be a part of it and, and, and have a voice, you know? And then if you have a voice, then you could turn other people onto the stuff. And, you know, hopefully you and I have done that. I think we've managed to, to get a lot of members to, to join up, um, from, you know, at least from the messages we've gotten. But, yeah. Um, you know, you gotta have a voice. Don't be a dick. You know, obviously we kind of, I think you and I and some of the people we know, we skirt the line a little bit and I think that's good, but you know, for the most part, just be cool. And it's a fucking fun time. Everybody's cool. I mean, where else can you meet all these people? It was funny. I was, um, whatchamacallit. I was talking to this guy. Remember the sportsman, the glass hair sportsman? Yeah. So I was talking to that guy and he's, um, really super guy. I, I haven't flown yet. I, hopefully he'll give me a ride this weekend, but, um, he was, uh, we were talking about something, you know, flying to Texas. He was flying to Texas for something. I'm like, oh, my friend's in Texas. He's like, oh, cool, cool, cool. It was, um, I think it was, uh, I was talking about Tony Wood. And then, like, five minutes later, we were talking about something that happened in Florida. No, we were talking about, like, air parks. And I'm like, oh, my friend lives in uh, Spruce Creek. It's awesome. And then, you know, it was, like, another, for instance, like, I had another, I was to another state we were talking about. And it might have been, like, California, right? And it's a yeah. true story. And he's like, how do you like know all these people? I'm like, well, when you go to a competition or when you talk to people, you know, in aerobatics, everybody for the most part is spread out through the whole country. So you make this incredible network of people and, you know, you get to meet a ton of cool people. And he was like, oh my God, that's freaking awesome. I'm like, yeah, you should join. He goes, how much is it? I go, it's $80, including the EAA membership for a year. And you get, you know, X, Y, Z. And he's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, no. So like. You know, I think if people get that that information to them a little better, yeah, I think it can it can you know certainly spike the numbers. And well, it's all it's all about like what what you're putting your money in, and it's not that much money. But you're what you want to do is you want to okay, well, what am I joining? You know, because there's so many alphabet groups, there's so many things. You know, what value are you getting out of it? And it's like I love just supporting the IAC because I. I you know, I know that you guys, I say you, you personally, um, don't get a lot of monetary support. Um, like, you know, like the teams don't get a lot of monetary monetary support, uh, from probably membership dues. Um, but just supporting the organization in general is, you know, why I'm an IAC member. Um, and obviously I love aerobatics, but you know, I think people want to see, you know, value, like what are they going to get? And, and I tell you what, if they got, if they got the ability, you know, um, 
once a quarter to hang out with more people. And I'm, I'm talking about this transcends chapter meetings. Chapter meetings are, are bureaucratic. You know, it's like, you know, what are the, you know? Yeah, there's some shooting the shit and maybe there's some pizza involved. But like I'm talking about anything, real anything with the word meeting and meeting in it. I don't want to be. At. It's, it's too official. You know, have have a fly in, you know, where people fly their airplanes in where it's a, it's an event. It's fun. You know, if you if you're at that airport, you pull your airplane out of the hangar. If you're near, fly it. You know, fly to the uh, yeah. to the airport and and hang. You know, right? Whether it's uh, having coffee in the morning, um, whatever it is. You know what I think too, which is really great um, that could happen. And this would, you know, obviously you and I were obsessed with with this stuff. Um, and I hope there's a lot more people out there like that. But you know what would be really cool is if you get a person like um, I don't know who who who's your favorite. Who's somebody you want a phone call from? Oh my gosh! I so mean, so Tucker, right? uh, that would be amazing. A uh, Goulian, obviously, I can't wait to talk to him. I mean, there's so many, there's so many people that would just be really, just so much fun so to communicate if, like, with. So Goulian. So what if um, I'm trying to think of people you know on the West Coast that are just getting into the sport? Who's young and getting into it that you know? Young and getting into it. Yeah. <sighs> California area. Gosh, you know, forget that. I you know, that. um, what if what if Goulian called? He just went to UN. He, if he went on the UND website, went to the aerobatic team, and just randomly selected somebody that you know, obviously they competed or whatever. And he was like, you know what, I want to get this guy call. And he called up. He's like, hey, it's Mike Goulian. The guy, the kid would be like, oh, <laughs> oh, totally. And then spent like five minutes, like, hey man, like you know, you're the future. You're doing great. Like if you need anything, email me. You know, I can't promise I'll get back to you right away, but I will get back to you. And like, you know, what? like, thanks for like being a part of this and, you know, helping grow the sport. That would go fucking miles. Yeah. Miles. You know, and like, that's the thing. It's like, let's face it. You know, Mike Gullian, Sean Tucker, those guys, exclude, excluding those guys, because they're, they are famous and, um, they definitely got like a celebrity um, facade, I guess, or I consider them like celebrities almost. But yeah, if you, me, yeah, you me know, too. A, a lot of these like competitors, like even like Aaron, you know, Aaron McCartan, he's very, very well known. You know, him giving, we should tell him just go give some random person a call. Like, it, well, you know what? You have no idea how much it means to people. You a, a incredible lot. You just brought up a good point, and Aaron is a perfect example, a personal example. I've known Aaron. I don't know. It feels like probably like at least five years now. And he's someone that, you know, like we would just kind of chat back and forth randomly. Like he'd send me a video here or a message there. And um, every now and again, we would just kind of chat, you know, if something was coming up, like, you know, we've messaged and communicated through Facebook for years and years. I mean, it's probably, it might even be longer than five years. He's, um, you know, he's a, an awesome human being and he's, obviously an incredible pilot, a wealth of knowledge. And then you can tell the way he talks to people that he wants to be engaging and wants uh, to help engage people and, and mentor people. You can really tell that. And obviously he's been a mentor to a lot of people. He's, he's a really awesome guy. And that's a personal thing for me that I remember um, that, you know, I hope when somebody messages me, I hope I don't, I mean, I don't blow anybody off, but I hope they feel that in me. I just thought of, Huh. I just thought of the most incredible idea. And IAC board members that are listening, fucking Justin Hickson, I know you're out there. 
Um, <laughs> we need to do. Sorry, somebody just texted work. Um, yeah, we need to do a Big Brother program. I love that idea. We need a Big Brother program. So basically, we'll get we'll we'll scattle up like twenty top tier IOC members that are willing to do it. Yeah, and basically um, put them in touch. We'll get you know people will apply. Hopefully, we get a tremendous amount of enrollment where we have to only accept a certain amount, which creates, you know, you want to create demand. Um, and for a year or six months, wherever the timeline timeline that is established, you know, those people get the cell phone and advice and they're more than willing, you know, they would have to come out and, and hang if, they, if they're willing to do that. Yeah. And they get a big brother. How fucking cool would that be? I like that idea, dude. I really do. Oh my god. This show, you and I are like we're like Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> it's dudes of ideas and inventions. Yeah, and you know, it's not and it's not because I'm like looking for a way to get out of competing, but I I anytime I can hear about ideas that don't involve competing, I I kind of like it because, you know, the more and more I think about it, the more it's kind of it's just it's very focused, you know. I don't know. It'd be like, you know, <laughs> be like you know the Southern California Brain Surgeons Club, and it's just like, okay, how many how many Southern California brain surgeons are there? You know, <laughs> can we can we open it up to maybe like different surgeons or or okay, brain surgeons from other areas or you know, you know what I mean? You can yeah, make comparisons I, all day, 100%. but um, yeah, but I love the are. idea. I would of, I would love. I don't think I'm good enough or well. You absolutely enough, are. But gosh darn it, people I, like I, you. And gosh darn it, people like me. <laughs> but I would love to get paired up with somebody. That'd be fucking awesome. Have like a little 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 uh little guy. A little guy. <laughs> you know? This is a uh, Petro Jr. <laughs> <laughs> they have to take your name. They have to take your last name. How fucking cool. We should just do it anyway. You know this what? Is mini let's Petro. present the let's uh present the idea. And I don't want to sound like a dick to them. Because they are very nice people, but be like, hey, you got a month whether or not you're going to volunteer and do this. Otherwise, we want to do it because it's, it's a great I like it. I like <laughs> it. And, you know, I'll tell you, you know, through aerobatic pilots, like it's it, you know, there's a good membership so wait, in no, there and there's you good. Know, let's just hold on to it. We'll call it the aerobatic. No. Well, we can either go. We can, You want to keep it on the fly cool shit or aerobatic pilots? I don't care. No, no. Let's I mean, let, let's let's expand this out. Let's let's actually do this. Yeah, let's do it. Let's just. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not, um, a stakeholder in aerobatic pilots group, but if they're cool with it, we'll call it the aerobatic pilots, you know, big brother program, 501 C, maybe we'll get some sponsor money. And basically we can reach out to people that are willing to be big brothers, you know, and we'll reach out when, you know, put an ad out or market it so that, you know, you have to be 20, sorry, older, older generation, but you know, 25 and under and, um, you get paired up. Yeah, I I right because that would I be like weird. It. Wouldn't that be like it wouldn't work? It wouldn't be. I hate to say, it. I'm just being honest, but it'd be fucked up if like Sammy Mason gets paired up with like some like 55 year old. It's like, my, uh, <laughs> Sammy's my big brother. Like, <laughs> come on, now it's it's already failing. Yeah, <laughs> and Sammy can out drink that guy. I don't know who it is, but I. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Here's my big brother. Yeah. <laughs> No, I like it, dude. I like it. I um, 
it's just stuff like that. I, I love, I love, uh, I yeah. feel like if you got paired up, like you see, like you would be a great mentor. And, um, I feel like though, if you, whoever you get paired up with is going to be a complete douche. <laughs> it's going to be like a fucking shit kid. And from like some, <laughs> I don't know. This just hates California. And you're like, come on, man. Like just <laughs> I'm trying to help you. <laughs> some like North Dakota and like, super hardcore yeah no you know i uh yeah i think that you're a big brother that's it man show you gotta show strength that's it that's it all right moving on um that's it man aviation congratulations oh thanks dude during covid out of every aerobatic performer competitor anybody i know you're the only one to secure (laughs) spots That just goes to show you how important social media and marketing is, right? Yeah, you know, um, it's it's freaking awesome. Think about about everybody out there right now, and you got got (laughs) I love it. You deserve it, dude. I love. I see the work you put in, man. Online, I see the posts. I see the effort. You deserve it. Nobody can. Nobody can take that away from you. You know, honestly, it's not. Here's the thing, and this is what I told Lyft. is that, you know, whether I influence people or not is is one thing, but I certainly don't consider myself and I don't want to be considered a quote unquote influencer. So like whenever I post something or talk about something, it's genuine. I mean, I, I honestly legitimately believe it. Like I, I have not been peddling lift helmets to meet a quota to get sponsors as somebody accused yeah. me of. Um <laughs> Cause that's for sure. Not true. Um, I just really like the helmet. I like helmets in general. And then I found the nice helmet. Like I, I really like that helmet. I mean, I kind of do this with everything that I find that I like. I really do. No, I um, were honest. I mean, I told you about my experience with Lyft. Um, I think that they're an incredible company. I think their packaging is great. I think the, the materials they use are, are top notch. Um, I just, you know, the shoes, I have a wide foot, so the shoes didn't fit me right. Yeah. So and, and I'll be honest, the shoes, the shoes don't fit me the best either. I can wear them. Um, I wear them when I fly only. Uh, I've worn them all day, but yeah, they're, they're a little narrow for my feet too. I, I have wide feet. Um, but I bought the, uh, I've had the knee pit, the knee pad for, uh, about a year and a half, two years. And the knee board. Great. I, yeah. The knee, knee, pad, knee, board. The knee pad, um, knee pads, different podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. They sent me the knee board. I actually really like it. Yeah. I recommend anybody getting the knee board. I think it's the nicest one because it, it's got a pad under it that's um, curved. So it forms to your uh, leg. So it's not straight. Yeah. Nice. Um, I've gotten both the mesh helmets and they're great. Um, it's just, I don't think it, it's one of those companies or products that you buy where even if you didn't like it, you wouldn't be upset because you get what you pay for. Yeah. You know, it's not some cheap China bullshit. No, no, the products are really good. Um, you know, the thing that kind of turned me on uh, to lift early on was uh, Todd. I mean, Todd, Todd Lentz, shout out to Todd Lentz. Like he, you got to get him on. I don't know why he, he won't come on the podcast. He hates us, even though I, know. I have a pretty good relationship with him. No, we'll get him on. He'll, he'll come on. Um, what does he you fly? Know, he's not a pilot. What? That's, that's what's even crazier. And, you know, so you know, going back to like how we were kind of talking about the IAC and it's, it's, it is funny, you know, like we're all pilots, right? We think like pilots, we fly, we, we, we can't think outside the box in a lot of ways. And and I'm guilty of that just like anybody else's. 
Um, and, you know, talking to these companies where pilots or aviation people make helmets, they think like pilots, but w- that, that could be good in a lot of ways. Um, but thinking outside the box is, is kind of necessary for a lot of these things. And, you know, um, EVS Sports, which is the parent company to, to Lift Aviation, um, you know, they're no joke company. They make they make sports and safety equipment for like everything, like construction, motocross, um, you know, aviation is just one of their divisions. Right. And so you have these people that are really, really smart and educated and technologically advanced and forward thinking on safety equipment. Um, and so it's, it's kind of cool to see, you know, a company like that enter aviation and not the other way around. You know, it's like we, you and I could start an aviation helmet company, but it's like, we're not helmet, we're not safety equipment makers. We're, we would know what we would like as pilots, but we wouldn't know how to make it safe from a engineering standpoint. Right. Right. And so, um, that's where it's it's a reputable company. It is. No, it's a, it's a legit company. And I'm not going to put out a product that's shitty. No, no. And in in fact, um, that's kind of why, that's why I really liked working with them in the beginning. You know, I've been, I've known Todd for years and, um, have talked to him and given him feedback on the helmet. And I've, I've told him flat out the things that I like and the things that I don't like. And, um, I really hope that rings true into like what I post. Cause like I said, I'm like, I'm, I'm not getting paid to post ads. I'm not an influencer. I'm not like the Hey guys, I just got this new thing. Check it out. Give it a give lift a like and a follow. I did do a giveaway for some sunglasses, oh. but um, you know, I, I didn't I say it the way you did that though. You weren't too uh, you weren't too stupid about it. Uh, and and I don't want to be that for anything. Like, you uh, know, people come across desperate. Yeah. Well, and it's so like they're annoying. you know, diving it well, this is a whole other podcast, but diving into the influencer world is it's kind of a dark it's a dark dive. It's, it's not good. You know, a lot of these people don't yeah. make a lot of money and they, they have to peddle themselves and whore themselves. And I just, I, it's just not, I don't need to do that. I don't need the money. Um, I just like this shit. So I want people, I want people to like it too. That's on, yeah. uh, that's honest truth. Um, so we'll see, yeah, we'll see what the, one of his helmets, uh, you know, how many bonehead, like I would say just on my airport or just in that, in the area, you know, anytime people come in and like hang out at my hangar and talk, um, and we go over to the extra and stuff. And I was like, oh, you have a helmet or whatever. And they're like, no, no, no. I'm like, oh, try this on. And they try it on and they love it. And then they end up getting one. Yeah. And I'm not like calling up Bonehead and being like, hey, I want 10%. I want my commission. Like, it's not about that at all. Yeah. Because what's, you know, how many helmets am I going to influence people getting where it's going to make a, you know, a crazy difference in my life? Um, it's just fun to, to talk about these things. And, you know, um, it'd be cool. I gotta, we gotta talk to Todd because it'd be nice to get some, some of his like, like a helmet because nobody on the East Coast uses helmets, and I've looked at it and it's just not gonna work in my extra. But it'd be nice to have on the East Coast so I can be like, hey, try this on, see if you like it. Todd um, will send Todd will send people loaner helmets to try. Yeah, um, just, that's another thing really that's kind of cool. For that shit. No, no, it's like literally like they have loaner helmets. Like they will ship you out a loaner helmet. I think they even ship you a return label. Uh, I may be misquoting that last part, but Todd no, will, sh- mean, will like, ship you out a helmet to try. Me, it's almost like give me the loaner car and I'll keep it. You know, You'll demo. Shelf, and when people come in, they could just be like, hey, put this on, see if you like it. Because even now, like we have all the Warbirds guys out at the uh, airport and those guys all wear the, they all wear like that, the HGU. Yeah. And the thing is just so, it, it's like a brick. The thing is like so heavy. They're heavy so and they are not, um, 
from a technolo- from a safety standpoint, they're not that great. No, they're not. They're not they're a great not, helmet. They're meant for ejecting, not forward forward damage. Yep. Like they're all the protections on the top of your head. I don't know if anybody knows that. Yep. Um, but yeah, it'd be nice to to have that. You know, because we have a nice setup where we are. It's not like I'm working out of like, you know, something that's like a leaky hanger and the doors are falling off. It's a it's very clean where I work, um, where my hanger is. And, you know, it'd be nice to have like that. And I can, you know, have the bonehead in there. And then people can try, you know? Yeah. So, I, I yeah. um, let's talk to Todd about it. I'm, I'm kind of game yeah. to talk to Todd about it because, uh, yeah, you know, it's a good, it's a good helmet. And they're coming up, with, they're coming out with more stuff, new stuff um they're making changes it's it's a cool company so we'll see you know whatever you know somebody asked me like well what are you doing for them you know obviously i'm not an air show guy and i'm not uh you know if i compete people will see that i wear a lift helmet but um you know i'll kind of be whatever lift wants me to be you know what i mean um yeah well let's um, face it like you know if you go to an air show like you say you're an air show act and your your plane's all sponsored up like yeah you get you get that market that touch marketing where people can see the company on your wings and you know maybe you'll be in a newspaper and maybe you'll do like but that's for five four to five days max yeah right you get yep. that exposure but with you you know every time you post it's hitting that much people like it's it's popping up on their feed or they're sharing it or you know liking it or whatever like you're getting i don't know i, I haven't looked at your 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 page but i don't know how many followers you are but you know i'm assuming you have a decent amount and every time you post something, you're getting that, that marketing for them. You know, it's incredible how much social media can help. And like, you don't need, I mean, look, let's face it. Like, apparently you don't need to be the biggest air show act in the world to get an aviation sponsor. I mean, yeah. you just basically you're, you're the songbird. You're a songbird. That's what you are. <laughs> well, I certainly hope my, my, my page doesn't come I off as you need pushing to, these. You need to go. You need to go full fucking send on this and you need to just start acting like, an air, you know, because it'll be funny because if you go and like get a flight suit and, you know, do like one of those autographs, like you got to go full <laughs> ham on it because that would be hysterical because it's it's so ridiculous, you know, because like <laughs> you're fucking Mark Pollard, like you, you <laughs> like you're not you're not a well-known air show guy. No, you no, know? I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm not an unknown right. air show guy. I'm not, I'm not even an unknown air show guy because I'm not an air show guy. Right. And like, yeah. you know, I would be so funny, man. You changed the industry. Well, Fuck, I maybe just, maybe I should go after, maybe I should contact like monster energy. Cause my plane's green. Just be like, Hey, if I build up my Instagram, <laughs> this is the, <laughs> this is the thing, you know, we, I think, I think the industry, you know, Matt Chapman kind of illustrated this. We've talked about this. Um, we talked about this with Christian, you know, air show marketing and the way pilots market themselves and the way, um, you know, that, that, that process goes is weird, right? It's not, it's not organic and it's not natural for these companies to want to come in and sponsor an air show, uh, pilot now used to be, yeah. you know, you used to see the bud lights and the, um, you know, make the lobes and the, the, I don't know what, whatever else. Um, yeah. But, you know, these kind of major sponsors are that that were involved with aviation are kind of pulling back a little bit. But, you know, yeah. dude, should we do a test bed? I'm going to put some time and money into my social media. I'm going to try to build it up and get a sponsor. And no, you could. And that's I guess that's my point is like, you know, should I? Well, think about, 
you know, again, this, this is just like, this is just like, um, you know, we were ta- what I was saying with Lyft and, and how they're not, yeah, he's not a pilot. Todd's not a pilot. And, um, you know, EVS sports is a big company. You know, they don't think like pilots. We think like pilots, like pilots want to just go fly. They don't want to sit there and, and, and put the work into Sean, that Sean Tucker did to market himself. They just want to be Sean Tucker. Um, and that's a whole thing that, I mean, like people go to school to figure out how to do that. Literally, they get degrees in marketing to figure out how to market. So like, we're all bad at marketing ourselves. And I think, you know, if there are people that are good at, you know, I'm just happen to be good enough at marketing myself. And I, and I feel like the one thing I hold true is I'm genuine. I'm I'm not going to be that sellout type that's, that's peddling bullshit. Never. I'll never do it. Um, never do it. And if people think that I am doing it, uh, you're, you're dead wrong. If I, if I'm saying that I like something, it's cause I fucking like it. But yeah, you know, you, you, are you telling me you think you can't go get sponsorship money? You 100% could. It's just a matter of knowing yeah. how to do it and, and doing and it well. And companies are changing. I mean, it even happened like my kids, my kids model. So, um, you know, they've done stuff. I don't want to break, but they, they've done a lot of work Yeah, and you know, they're still got a lot of, um, because they're, um, they're, I don't know, they, they book a lot of stuff. So they're one of the, the, the top, try not to sound like I'm fucking like bragging about my kids here anyway. But a lot of these companies, um, are going after people on Instagram and they're, instead of paying a model to come in and like take pictures with the clothes and everything like they'll just send them clothes and not pay them. Be like, you can keep the clothes. Just take a picture of it on your Instagram. Cause they'll have like 40,000 followers. Yeah. So now instead of paying like um, X amount of dollars per hour, which is, you know, a lot, they'll just send them some clothes and just, and people are like, oh, great, cool, nice clothes. Like, and then they'll take a picture with them on and be like, oh, shop at XYZ. Yeah. So like, why can't somebody who's got a ton of followers, like who's somebody who's not an air show guy that, or girl that's got a ton of followers? A lot of a lot of these girl Instagram people, they just so many followers. Oh, tons! And I don't have like a huge following, but I think it's it's highly concentrated. You don't don't compare it to some of these other people. Oh, not even close! Not even close! Yeah. So like all these people that have never flown air shows, but have all these followers that you know their their name is like, you know, Tom the Aviator or some bullshit. (laughs) Twenty thousand followers and yeah, and good and Goodyear's like hey put my name on your wings next time you take a picture and I'll give you some tires or I'll give you, you know, two grand. I don't know how it works with Goodyear, but you know, there's gotta be a way that they, that, that works within the aviation. I mean, it's working everywhere else, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's no reason, you know, if you can sell a company on what you can do for them, you know, it's all numbers. It's all numbers. Is is it worth the company to come in and give you stuff or pay you to put their name out there for you to put their name out there. Is it worth it? You know? And it's like, you just have to know the metrics. I mean, even, you know, and I don't know, are there laws preventing, um, big sponsorships for airplanes that compete? Like could, could monster come in and give you a full ride? And I mean, literally pay you, you know, 500 grand for the year. Um, and you compete and your monster is just all over your airplane. You're wearing a monster, you know, tra- uh, flight suit and the whole deal. <laughs> tracksuit you're you're wearing a yeah you're wearing a, a monster adidas tracksuit walking around because you're from new york i would sell out so hard i'd be like wayne and garth in wayne's world and I would do a commercial <laughs> yes. with the Doritos. yeah i would fucking sell out so hard i hate 
I hate some of these. Like, I, I shouldn't say because it, it might it might uh bite me in the right. ass. Yeah, I love Monster Energy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would fucking sell out so hard for that. <laughs> well, but so if, I mean, that's the thing is like it's all about selling like the like how many people is that it how many people are gonna see you right a year and then yeah. you that that's all it is so these you know the money's there. The, the sponsorship is there. It's they just a matter of these it. companies they understand advertising budget. They have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think, and it, I think the hardest thing, you know what, you know, what would bridge the gap and make more sponsors coming in is the idea we have with the Chilean. Yeah. I, that, and that's kind of, that's kind of the thing is making a company that can actually do this. I mean, there's got to be some agent out there that has these because you need you need to know the right people. That's it's I think it's a lot of what it's not what you know, too, you know, and I think I mean, if I was going into the air show business and making my livelihood on this, I try to find a sports agent or yeah, I'd go after a sports agent and try to get in touch with one, give him my press back and be like, hey, listen, like this is untapped right now. Like these are the demographics that come in. These are the amount of people. This is the age group, the the income levels. Um, there's got to be a product that's looking to sponsor that may be low budget or maybe a high budget that yeah. like you could put on my wings. Like here's my safety record. Despite what everybody thinks about flying, it is very safe. These are the numbers to back it up. Like, yeah. And you get in cheap in the beginning, you know. And that you're telling me like there's not one agent that wouldn't consider this. Like I'd be really. I, I, I wouldn't believe it if somebody told me that because no, know. honestly, it's just, it's, it's, again, it's simple economics. It's, it's, what are the numbers? Yeah. You know, look at the numbers. I mean, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, like people are holding out for the, you know what the problem is too? I could be way off base here. I'm just kind of spitballing here, but it seems like maybe the problem is, is that everybody's holding out for the sponsors that are already in the industry. Good. That's, no, that's all Google, it is. Oracle. Like Brightling, what, like, yeah. Why? Why is Monster Energy not in this arena right now, dude? When the second I heard why that Red Bull, why is Coca Cola not here? No, hundred percent, dude. The 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 second I heard that Red Bull was getting out of the Red Bull air races, I was like, I hope I bet Monster buys it because at the time Monster was doing everything, um, and you know when, you know books will be written on Red Bull and and their marketing and how they did this, um, yeah. but they were into everything. I mean everything cool like, red bull had a verizon, team why is verizon not in there i mean they're fucking i agree they're they're in the indie uh what do you call that uh the grand prix what's the uh league called? f1 uh, no 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 indycar the, uh, nascar no it's indycar but there's i think i haven't watched in a while anyway but there's like you know there's fatalities in that sport it's dangerous there's crashes so you can't say that it's because it's dangerous Dude, it's a spectator sport. No, there's no reason. There's no reason that they should not be in aviation. There's no. There's no reason. No, I mean, Oshkosh is I, a huge. I mean, Oshkosh I and Sunnyfun are huge. I would love to get Tucker on and be like, "Hey, like, I maybe you don't want to give away your secret, but like, fill us in here. Like, what's what do you see? How do you how do you procure your sponsors? You know, yeah, what did, you know? Because he's he's good at it. I mean, he's great at it. He was the best. Gullians. Gullians. I, I don't know. I I don't know. Showman, 100%. Um, I think business-wise, business-wise, I got to give it to Gullian. I really well, Gullian has certainly had to manage. He's 
turned more sponsors than than yes. Sean. Sean went from like what one eight hundred collect to one eight hundred call att. But don't um, forget, Gullian, Gullian established, um, he established a team, a brand. Yes. Um, you know, he brings that really cool tour bus and, you know, um, he's always, you know, Tucker is really professional. There's no doubt about it. And he's got a really super professional team. I think it's a close, close call, but I'd have to give it to Gullian. I mean, I like the way he ran the business. He ran it. He ran it very, very well. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and he set the bar. He really set the bar. And he, it's almost like he, it's almost, I was going to maybe correlate it to Northern Lights, but he's got, you know, a marketing person. And like, look at Gullian. This is, a, this is, this is perfect. So Gullian, like he's flying the air show and, and kind of like um, delegating and he's not marketing. I mean, maybe he is a little bit here and there, but he's got a market marketing quote unquote department. He's got somebody doing marketing. He's got a driver. Um, he's got a ferry pilot mechanic. You know, he's delegating yeah. and it's, it's really, and that's why it's hard with the air show industry, I think. And again, like anybody listening, that's an air show performer. I'm sorry if we're fucked up, come on the show and, and set it right. I don't care if you correct me on live podcast, I'm always <laughs> willing to learn, but like, look at, if you're an air show performer, look at the money that you got to invest before making a single cent to become, to, to, to get, to have that kind of sponsorship. Right. And the other route, the other route is proving yourself, which you're going to spend equally the same amount of money because the amount of money it's cost, you're not going to have a sponsorship, but you got to prove yourself in air shows. You know, it's going to cost a lot too. So the entry to become a successful air show performer, it's, it's hundreds of thousands at the low end. Yeah. You know, so that's why we need agents. We need some Jeremy wires out here, man. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I think I think uh like how is the Yak one ten not not lettered up in Budweiser? That is the perfect Budweiser plane. You know, I don't almost want to ask Bourbon would be the great person to ask on that because it's so that's such a unique act from an act standpoint and a marketability standpoint. I wonder if he's refused. Cause a lot of these airshow guys, they're very smart. Like I'm not gonna just name names and name names, but they're generally I've spoken to a bunch of them. They're really, they're super guys, super nice. And they're very knowledgeable. They know how to talk. They're not idiots. And they, they're very smart. So yeah. like, what's, I don't get it. I don't get it. I know it's difficult to get a sponsorship and it's easier said than done. Like we're talking right now. But I think that, I think that a professional needs to be brought on board to, to secure that type of um, value or sponsor. You know, I think it's it's nearly impossible as a pilot performer to also lead up your your quote unquote marketing department and secure that type of big league sponsorship. Yeah. So Jeremy McGuire, you're listening. Shoot me shoot me a text. Get on it. Dude, I've got um I've got I've got something I want to talk to you about. All right. Hit me. I want to see if this happens to you. Hit me. So <laughs> For the for the past, I don't know how long I've, I, this has happened, but is it red? Does it itch? There's some bumps. Okay, it does itch. Green. Burns when I pee. No, so like let's say I like, let's say I have like a uh, you know I'll, I'll go fly in the morning, right? So I'll, you know I'll throw my uh, plan on like be out there at nine or something like that, eight thirty nine o'clock in the morning, do a nice morning flight. I'll wake up in the morning, okay, come down, make coffee, have a cup of coffee. Have breakfast, take a shower, 
obviously I'll go to the bathroom, do the morning, you know, the morning shit routine. And then on the way to the airport, without fail, I'll take out my key card to the gate, start going through the gate. And I will, I mean, it's been like every time for months, like I get kind of excited and I always know I have to pee when I get excited. I'm like, I'm going to have to pee before I fly (laughs) because I'm getting excited. But I've had to, I almost shit my pants several times. I get so excited that I almost shit my pants. Hmm. What is that? Interesting. What is the deal there? Are you drinking coffee in the morning? Yes. Yeah, that's it. It's hitting you late, man. But I already, I but I already shit in the morning. Milk in it? Cream. Yeah, cream. Oh yeah, you're lactose intolerant. You're getting old. Oh fuck! Is that really what it is? (laughs) Yeah, dude. Get some. I'm not Get switching. Almond milk. I'm not switching. I'm not. I'm Get holding almond, out. Almond milk. <laughs> almond milk. Some cashew. Some cashew milk. No, it's the. It's the coffee. Okay. It's the coffee. I'm telling. All you. right. It's the coffee. The coffee. <laughs> it's your latte. Oh my god! I can't wait to get Galeen on and 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 hear that. We, that's my goal is to get his Boston accent to come out a couple of times. We gotta figure out something that's gonna <laughs> catch him catch him off guard and piss him off to where it just viscerally comes out. We got to research the right words so we can ask him questions that we know the answers have those words in them. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. So what's the matter? So, so what happens? Do you have a bathroom to shit at in the yeah. hangar? Not in my hangar, wow. but like on uh, like a row down. So like, I, it's like a, you know, public. Is it a nice porcelain room? You know, it's, it's porcelain. I wouldn't say it's nice, but. I hate it gets the job done. The airport bathrooms, and they don't have enough water in the toilet, and you're like, "Oh, this is gonna make a mess." Yeah, it's just gonna sit on the side of the fucking bowl. Like, come on, man! Like, I don't want to do it. It's like, uh, it's terrible. Yeah, I usually no, I know it's it's been to the FAA. This toilet doesn't have enough water. You gotta send somebody out here. This is a problem. Somebody's gonna get hurt. Somebody's gonna lose an eye over here. Oh, I didn't tell you what happened. Huh. Or did I? My tail wheel. Yeah, you did. I saw pictures of it. Dude, talk, let, dude let's talk about it. I'm pissed, man. What a bummer. You know what? Tip, typical New York. Okay, so we'll, uh, fill everybody in on what happened. So, where I fly out of, um, some of it is asphalt. Asphalt, I think. I don't know. Um... And through the seasons, it expands and and shrinks. So I don't want to really be too much of a jerk on air, but um, basically, it has not been maintained. So over probably the course of a decade or more, um, the cracks are about the at some spots are the width of my hand, which is I don't know four that's, inches. That's yeah, large, massive. So my t- I was taxiing uh, back. And I had to pull over for somebody. And as my, like, you know, I, I pulled off the uh, taxiway into another taxiway. And then I, you know, stomped on the left pedal and to swing the tail back around. Right. Yeah. And as I'm doing it, as I stop, all of a sudden the tail wheel slips into one of these cracks and drops. So I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Oh. So now, like, you know, I get back to the hangar and I'm like, please, God, don't let the rudder get hit. Please, God, please. Because. Oh, I just picture I picture Kramer and Doug like just ringing the cash register 
you know, showering themselves in money, blowing their nose in hundreds. It's like the one <laughs> dude who's, it's like that one, that one gif of the dude in the yellow suit behind the tree, like licking his lips and moving his, rubbing his hands together. Just yeah. like, yeah, bitch, gotcha now. You know, Eric Extra's freaking like just already buying his fourth vacation home with NG money. <laughs> <laughs> so like I get back and luckily like there was no damage except for the tail wheel. And it like took like a, a quarter, it went, it gouged it about a quarter inch deep and yeah. like four, three or four inches long. And I'm like, oh, no big deal. But then I spoke to, I'm not going to mention names, but the person who maintains the airplane and they're like, oh no, we got to like, you know, lift it up and we got to check the, the, um, tailwheel spring because, you know, if that gets like a certain amount of shock or something, it could crack internal because there's a male female of where it connects to the tailwheel part. Yeah. So now we got to put it up, take it apart, check. Because, you know, it's like, odds are that it's fine, which it yeah. probably is. But, like, I don't want to, like, have that in the back of my head. No. You, you know, like, every time you're landing, I'm like, I hope my tailwheel's still there. That's the thing that sucks about things like this is that you can't be thinking about that when you're thinking about more important shit. No. You know, you don't want to be doing that. It's just so frustrating, you know. Like, just do your job. Just maintain the airport. Don't, go, don't sleep all day. Just That's... There, put some crack filler. No, that that crack is way too big. I mean, um, there was an incident in um, Reno years ago where a guy got spun around. Um, uh, they were landing in the biplane class, and a guy hit hit another airplane, and the tail wheel lodged in one of those cracks, and it literally bent the fuselage like a taco. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll try to find pictures of it and. Um, Maybe I'll put it in the show notes or at least send it to you so you can see it. But um, yeah, no, it was crazy. Speaking um, of, you know, because this because this person was in construction and um, highways and shit like that. I wonder we got to get Foster on because he was a really great pilot. And what the hell is going on with that guy? I don't know. We got. It sounds like that he, out. Sounds like he's getting out. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't been around in a couple of years. Um, I don't know, you know, maybe COVID, maybe just taking a little break, which is cool. But we got to get him on because he was a he's a fun dude. I'd love to have him on. I'd love to have him on and talk. Absolutely. He's a really fun dude. I like him. Yeah. He's a good guy. Um, So, yeah, I wonder, Foster, if you're listening, just message us. You don't have to come on, but I'm curious if you're out there, if you're still interested. I'd love to have him on. Yeah. No, and he's generous too. He, uh, he let me keep my airplane down in his hangar during the winter one year when I was nice. training and stuff. Yeah, he's a super guy. Super, super guy. Um, but yeah, he'd be nice to come back to the sport. I hope Goody, I heard through the grapevine, through our mutual contact, that Goody Thomas might be coming back. Goody. If you, he, I, I'm sure he doesn't listen to this fucking shit podcast, but he is I really. Fucking podcast. Holy shit. Yeah. I hope somebody Goody, reaches out to him. What would you compare? Like, let's say like Goody does listen to this podcast. What would you compare that to? Like, what what person? Like, if your wife did a podcast and somebody listened to, I guess Obama, or some normal dude. Really? Or like you're gonna go to political route, huh? Well, I'm just trying to think like famous. We lost half our listeners. There you go. Okay, real bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Let's go music. Uh, Justin Timberlake. 
Good. That's good. I love a little JT. Yeah, JT. I JT before JT was cool, by the way. I didn't oh, like yeah. him in sync, but I didn't like the sync stuff. But when he started doing his solo shit. No, his like, solo stuff was good, man. Like, oh, you listen to Justin Timberlake? I'm like, yeah, I do. Fucking badass. Also, he <laughs> the dude is so freaking talented, it's like disgusting. Yeah, he plays a lot of instruments. Dude, he's he's super talented. He can act. He, yeah, anyway. But yeah, that's probably, that's probably what I would equate it to. I mean, I, I'm, I've always been a huge fan of Goody. Goody's one of those... I'll, what I'll say is, in, in terms of like non-air show, non-famous, like he, he doesn't transcend uh, the aerobatic world, right? He's not like a, a pop culture reference. He's not super famous. He's not an air show guy. He's the most famous, non-famous person that I like paid attention to. I feel like, um, I think, you know, it's hard because, um, and I know, um, Rob might be listening because I think Rob really genuinely loves aerobatic competition. He wouldn't be doing this and go into the world. You have to year. Oh my God. Absolutely loves it to live. Rob, Um, to live Rob Holland's life. You have to love it, man. I, I, yeah, I think it's a toss it's such a toss up because you know Rob also does air shows so that that's that's cool but like Goody has been competition through and through like yeah. just that's all Goody does he's like yep. Aaron just competition yeah. so yeah. yeah I think Rob will go down more definitely more known than Goody but I think Goody um I think the people that were able to see him fly and in his error or as as it's going, I think um, I think it's a toss up sometimes, and it's like apples and oranges between him and Rob, and uh, you know, underdog, you know, Bourbon, 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 but he, you know, he kind of got out of it a little bit ago. I wish he would stay, um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, Goody's Goody's. Uh, uh, I wish I could say he's a cool dude. I mean, I spoke to him a couple of times. Not really, you know. I don't, the privilege of being his friend but um yeah i'd love to get him on this to like see what advice he would have to to the younger generation yeah i don't i don't i've never i've only talked to him on instagram a couple of times uh but you did what did you say like were you so awkward were you rob holland awkward <laughs> no no Dude, i so i was so awkward when i messaged when goody messaged me i basically like probably scared him off like Basically, just total of what do you call that when somebody is like obsessed with somebody like stalker? Total, yeah, came off like a total stalker. You're a stage five clinger. I don't, I don't regret it. Yeah, I don't regret any second of it either. I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> <laughs> he seems cool. I, he, you know, he seems cool. Oh, dude, yeah, he's really cool. I yeah, I I I can't wait to have him come back. I, I hope he comes that, back. God, I hope he comes I, back. Yeah, I would love to go to an unlimited because I've never been to an unlimited competition. Where there's been like a lot of people that are at the same level. And I'm not trying to be mean at all. That please don't take that stupid um, in, in the wrong way. I just think it'd be fun to see like, you know, when you go to a world level competition, you have a ton of people there that are just fighting to win. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of them are capable. Um, and it's fun to see them duking it out. Like in advance, it's a fun contest because there's a lot of contenders. So like, yeah, it's an totally, I get it. It's easier category and advanced is what it is, but, um, it's fun to see, 
you know, people that like, you know, you get those top six, you know, people in the top 10 or whatever that like, if you zero, you're fucked. Right. You're really fucked. It's a done deal. Like, you know, even when I was at nationals and like, you know, for me, for example, like, you know, I wouldn't say there's, yeah, there's pressure. It's obviously, it's, it's how you handle it, but you know, like you, it goes through your head. Like, you know, you can't zero, you know, how much a zero is going to cost you. And you right. know that the next, out of the next three guys that are behind you, like odds are that one of those guys is definitely not going to zero. So like you can't zero. Yeah. Can't. The pressure's on. So like, yeah. So it's fun to see people like compete and like, you know, um, I don't know if people came out when, when I was flying, you know, my last flight or whatever to try to hold on to the lead or whatever, but you know, if from a spectator's, uh, a spectator's position, it's fun. You know, it's not necessarily so much about the flying. It's like, you know, Oh, is he, how is he going to do under pressure or, you know, what's, you know, how's he going to do? And it's, it's, you actually watch the flight. Whereas like not to take anything away from somebody that's in a certain category, but like, you know, if you, like if you go to a regional competition and there's one guy or two guys flying advanced, it's like, all right, well, one of them's going to win big deal. And you're not really like, unless you haven't seen advanced, you're going to watch it. But like, you know, it's not, it doesn't have that competitive atmosphere. Right. You know? Yeah. So that'd be fun. More the merrier. You and I got a, we got big brother program and we got a, I think we got to just get, dude, let's get you sponsored by monster. How funny would that be? I don't think it would be funny at all. I think it'd be fucking awesome and totally appropriate. Yeah. I think monster, or we should just reach out to some like, real non-aviation companies that would like you know they would go for it um I'm trying to think offhand here um, dude there's so what many if was, what if what if we went after like louis vuitton and like i made my airplane <laughs> i wrapped it in it'd be freaking dope <laughs> i came out with like gold chains grill dude my wife um she's in the horse world and so the hermes He's like a, you know, obviously all the rage. How sick would it be oh, to yeah. see an Hermes freaking extra, you know, doing the scene? Oh be awesome. Totally, totally. Let's do it. That'd be a fun experiment. It'd be really I think fun. Every air show person would hate us, but to be like, hey, look how easy it is, guys. Yeah, but guess what? <laughs> I got, I got, uh, I got a phrase. They hate us because they ain't us. They hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> Don't hate the player, hit the game. That's it. That's it. Too funny. I actually, you know who I thought would be a really great sponsor? Huh. And you're going to be like, oh my God, you're so right. Barstool Sports. That would be a great idea. Absolutely. It'd be a great idea. Dave Portnoy? Yeah, absolutely. Dude, there's so many companies that have the money to back that, that would be interested in, in that space. I mean... It's just, it's just something like, you know, if you don't know about it, it, it doesn't exist, right? Like, even if you do know about it, like, everybody knows about, like, Fleet Week, New York Fleet Week, uh, San Francisco Fleet Week, you know, some of these, like, big shows that kind of, um, they, that transcend the aviation world, right? Oshkosh and, and Son of Fun to an extent, but... What about Gatorade? Whatever happened to Gatorade? Like, they need some marketing. They can come in. Powerade, Gatorade. Um, dude, Coca-Cola? How... Dude, it'd be really cool to see a Coca-Cola painted plane. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do? I think you got to, I think you and I have the right idea. You got to reach out to somebody who's an agent who has the contact. Yeah. They got to, they got to make some bullshit signing, signing agreement. Right. Yeah. You know, where they get a piece of the action or a big chunk of the action probably. 
and and let them get you you know just go to them with your references and just be like hey this is who i am this is my out you know this is my base how many people i can get to and you know you yeah absolutely yeah no i um so i think it's think smart on your airplane though gonna make it legit that would look badass put it on um put the logo on both wings like a three-foot logo 36 inch i should Put some lift, yeah. lift low on there. Dude, I do have do some stickers. Out, man. Haters going to hate. They already hate you if they, at this point, if they're going to hate you. And everybody That's that loves true. you loves you. So, like, enough's enough. And, like, fucking just letter that fucker up. Put it in a corporation, tax write it off, you know, do it up. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh I love it. I love it. Yeah, man. Well, shit, dude. Are we ready to stick a fork in this, this uh, mofo? Short but sweet, but I love it. No, I love it. Dude, dude we've been going uh, almost 90 minutes. No shit, really? Yeah. Time flies when you're uh, doing a badass podcast. Uh, maybe it's been so a little less than that, but... Who are we doing next? We're doing... Uh, I'd like to... Uh, we gotta get... We gotta get Luke g- on. Luke Penner. Shout out to the... Dude. We we need to think of a nickname for him. Like, the way he flies that 300L really pisses me off. I sent him a message after I saw his... Um, his unknown or his uh, unlimited practice. The dude fucking rips that 300 L. It is. Uh, it's annoying how good he is. I will say he's, that. he's he fly, he can really fly the shit out of that airplane. We're going to get him on. Yeah, yeah. We've got to touch. We got to circle back to Mike Gouley. In fact, we should probably do that sooner than later because Mike reached Let's out to Mike us. Fuck we we really got to get fuck, fuck Luke. And, <laughs> yeah. Fuck, fuck Luke and fuck Canada. Yeah. Fuck Aaron too. He's up there too. He's kind of near kind of. Yeah, he's close enough. Close enough to say fuck, fuck Aaron. All right, so we'll get Mikey G on. Yeah, gotta get Luke on. Um, we gotta get. Uh, we we just have a ton of people. We 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 should reach out to Goody and 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 Bourbon and Foster. Yeah. We gotta get Aaron on. We try to get Aaron on today too. Well, we got, we have a lot of guests coming. I mean, we have we definitely have Kermit. a lot of guests. Kermit Weeks. I do kind of like the, um I like the every other week having a guest on. I think I, I think I, I like that too. format. Do you, what do you how do you feel? If there's stuff to talk about, then yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had a lot there's a lot of material this week. Woo! You know. Talking about them RVs in in unlimited, son. Yeah. Talk about that RV3 action. Outside snaps. That's so fucked up. I almost feel bad. I feel bad. I feel like I just want to like I almost felt like I wanted to like reach out to the IC and be like, "Hey, like just don't fight it. Don't don't fight it. Just it, just make let it, it go. worse. Let it go. Let it, it, it'll fizzle. <laughs> Mark Mark will let get tired. Mark and and Mache will get tired. They'll, they'll get they'll get tired. They'll go away. Yeah. Just just let I.e. I.e. Massage chair. It's massage dead. chair. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. He's brilliant. Hit very good massage. Bravo. <laughs> Dickhead. Dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Episode 27, ladies and gentlemen. Sticking a pin in it. Till next time, Petro. Later, dude. Later, brother. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. 
be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. 